Hello fellow Whovians, welcome to Who Do Who Think Who Are. This is a Doctor Who Rewatch Review Podcast hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic and Jumper Drops Fraser Porter. Hi Jordy, it's a very sleepy one for me today. Very but sleepy one, he's a sleepy boy. It's it's going to be a good show. This is, is, we've got through an entire two series of Doctor Who already. We're at the season finale of David Tennant's first season. Mental. It's wild. It's crazy. It's cray cray in the right way. Um... I first, I just want to, I want to kick off this, this episode to first off, apologize for one, uh, the amount of, uh, sniffles and, and sniffs you would have heard mm-hmm. in, in previous episodes and potentially this episode. Um, and two, my mic's been doing something really weird and it's been playing up and it keeps going quiet and then, or, or loud and it changes automatically even though it's on manual so um oh, that's it's, fun. it's been playing up so i i have to manually change things and it just becomes a, a wreck we started you, luckily you love video editing and audio editing i love it so much you have a passion for it i have a passion that no one else has um yeah hire me uh we started on the 31st of january Wow, that long ago. Yeah, and we're now on the 30th of May. Happy uh, Inside Anniversary Day. Okay, is that is that today? Today, last year, Bo Burnham Inside was released. Mm. It's also one year ago, like this past weekend, that I moved down to Newcastle and watched Inside for the first time. As yes. the first thing I watched in my new flat. Uh, and I had no Wi-Fi, so I watched it on my data. And then I got my thing at the end of the month, and I was like, oh, I should not have done that. It's I so, should not have done that. I, I always sort of... It always feels like you moved down in Q3 of the year. and not Quarter, Q, quarter three? Not Q2. Yeah, like latter half. Okay, during yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, like all yeah. this time. Yeah, but obviously you did it because you would have you, you did it far before we graduated. So yeah, 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 yeah. So you've now spent one year in Newcastle. How do you one feel? One year in this flat. It's it feels good. It's it's strange knowing that I've been here a year, um, and it, it's gone very fast. Like I've been here longer in this flat than there was between when we moved in Edinburgh and then the start of the pandemic. Whoa. Which is weird because we were in we moved in Edinburgh's flat in Morningside in July, yeah, of 2019, and the pandemic started in March of 2020. I've now been here longer than that first period. That's so strange. Whereas that felt like an eternity, right? Yeah, from July 2019 to the start of the pandemic. Yeah, you've also been living there, I guess, for longer than the pandemic lasted. Well, the pandemic is still ongoing. Well, yeah, but you like just, you just lockdown. live in the countryside. Yes, yeah, in lockdown. Yeah, you live in the countryside. You live in the countryside with random people standing at the bottom of people's driveways. Yeah, got some mental people around here. Like, who does that? That's that's something that would be at the start of a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, and we'll never find out what that was about either. No, we'll never. It's crazy. But what we will found, find out about... What we will find out about... Yeah. Yeah, we'll we go will. with that. 
what we will find out about is today's episode, Army of Ghosts, Season 2, Episode 12. And here is the poem of the episode. It's the poem of the week. We keep calling it the poem of the week, but technically there's always two, two poems of the week. So, got to rethink it. Yeah. Um, but here we go. Season 2, Episode 12, Army of Ghosts. We're nearing the end, so let's raise a toast to the doctor and companion we've loved the most. As a finale in two parts, the greatest it maybe boasts. So let's not wait any longer and let's discuss Army of Ghosts. Chin, chin, chin. I commence this speech to the house. Ah. Well done, that's a good one. I like that poem. Um, who were you inspired by for that one? Um, I was inspired by uh, trying to rhyme with ghosts. Okay, well, you did well. You did Thank well. Thank you. Good attempt. Um, it's a it's a good poem for a good episode. Yes, it is directed by Graham Harper. Correct. Who I didn't do any research on. Well, I thankfully did. So Graham Harper. Uh, actually went on to direct a few later episodes. He went on to do The Unicorn, The Wasp, Ut- and Utopia, uh, and then later Journey's End. Ah, and he also did and the previous uh, Cybermen. He did also do the previous Cybermen ones. And as well, he was also... did some classic Who, which we've discussed in the past. Oh, yes. When he did them. So I've got some more details on that later. He was so famous sure for, around the, for the Harper Treatment. Yes. Which I can actually see the moment that he they do that in this episode. And, and it was I will of course get to it. To <laughs> it was of course written by Russell T. Davis. Big RTD. Come in with some big RTD energy. Let's just jump into it. Planet Earth, where Rose Tyler was born and where she'll die. Rose recounts her adventures with the doctor and laments the end. This is the story of how I died. What an opening instantly intrigued what's going on also the just the whole aesthetic of this looks different yes to like the rest of this entire season like this feels not higher budget but just a bit uneasy yeah he's put his old russell t doocy into this episode he has put his russell t doocy into this episode his whole doocy his old doocy Rose and the Doctor arrive in modern-day London to visit Jackie, but their completely normal visit is cut off by the arrival of ghosts, thousands of them, across the planet. Jackie explains that it began two months ago, and of course everyone panicked at first, but now they're completely fine with it. It's... They jump right into this. Like, they're not holding back on this episode. First, you've got Rose saying this is how she died. And then Jackie just straight up goes, yep, ghosts are here uh it's, it's your granddad it's your granddad smells like him tastes like him gotta be a granddad um <laughs> oh my god and then rose is I, I like the way they do it with rose being like mum you realize granddad his heart gave out yeah and she's like yeah i know he's in the kitchen isn't he it's his ghost um, it's his ghost love um obviously the doctor is instantly intrigued and is like something fishy's going on those are not ghosts no it's weird even though we've yeah we've already and then Rose is like is it the uh, is it the gelf is it the gelf and he's like no idiot 
Yeah, pretty much. He shuts her down, but he's like, no, they they came through through the rift. These are appearing everywhere. Everywhere, like they're appearing. Everywhere. The dimensional energy. It's crazy. It's off it's, the charts. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know in. why they're here. They're coming from. <gasps> they're coming from no. everywhere. It's madness. It's all right. It's all right. Meanwhile, at the Torchwood Institute, workers deactivate the ghost shift and are congratulated by their boss, Yvonne, or Yvonne, Hartman. She mm. contacts Dr. Rajesh Singh to see if he registered any activity in a large floating sphere, to which he responds, no. Simple. To- yeah. The sphere looks creepy. Yeah, it's like a big sphere. It's it a big bronze orb. It does make you uneasy. Orb. Yeah. They actually achieved what they... I was impressed with this, the fact that all the characters remark at how uneasy they feel around it. And mm. honestly, as a viewer, I felt uneasy around it. I'm like, this is... Something's off. Yeah. It's like a... A, forbo- a foreboding omen. Yes. I think they should have used that... What is it? That absolute black colour that this like no light can yeah. escape from it. It's just literally, it's just there's no depth to it. I think they should have used that. Yeah, that would have been quite. I don't think. I wonder if TVs will ever be able to portray that color. OLEDs, they just turn off the. They just turn off. Yeah. Yeah. Individual pixels. Um, then you get absolute black. Yeah. Two workers, Gareth and Adiola, played by Freema Adjaman, sneak off for a wee rendezvous in a department under construction. Gareth wanders, in, uh, Gareth wanders into the maze of plastic sheets and Adiola hesitantly follows, quickly losing him and running into someone else. A Cyberman? It's a Cyberman. He's here. I Cyberman. Have, like, I mean, they, they teased it in the next time trailer. We knew they were going to be in this one. Yeah. Um, and they basically showed us this shot. But it's it's nice to see the Cybermen here. It is now intriguing. It's like, how the hell are they here? They're from another world. Yeah. How have they started in this world? How'd they get here? The, let's find out, shall we? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> the Doctor sets up a device to trap a ghost upon the next ghost shift, interfering with the Torchwood's data, so they prematurely shut it down. They track down the source of the interference, and through CCTV cameras, they see the TARDIS. They finally found the Doctor. The government actually found someone they were looking for. Looking for. Yeah, they did it. They did it. There's the slow, dramatic camera turn in the CCTV that's like... (laughs) And he's like, like, is it actually him? He's like, of course it bloody is. Why would there be a police box in the kid in right next to a stummy, you div? Um, Yeah, it's the doctor and the TARDIS disappears and they're all very, very excited because, of course, he's he's tracking and trying to triangulate where this signal's coming from, which leads them, of course, right to where uh, Yvonne is. Yes, they don't have to wait long to meet him, however, because the TARDIS arrives in a loading bay of the Torchwood Institute, where Yvonne and a dozen armed guards wait to meet and applaud him. She shows him and Jackie Tyler, taking the place of Rose, around their inventory, showing a wide array of alien and future technology. I really like the bit where Rose is like, oh, you can't go out there, they've got guns. And he's like, and I don't, so that makes me the better person. And she's like, yeah, but they'll kill you. And he's like, yes, but I'll have the moral high ground. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah, that's really, that's the doctor. That's exactly what yeah. the doctor would and should say. Um, 
and pulling out the wrong Tyler. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. I thought it was clever. I, it's kind of left ambiguous whether he intended to do that. Yeah. He did just reach in and pull someone out. Now, I like to think it's intentional so that Rose can do all the stealthy stuff. Yes. Um, but it was, yeah, it was good. Nice wee use of it. And then he's, he's really just picks on Jackie. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned in the last episode, you were like, Jackie's never been on an adventure. Yeah. And she actually does in this one. She gets in the TARDIS. Yeah. She gets to travel a wee bit just across yeah, London. Yeah, but she's not been on like a big adventure. She just moves no. a bit. And it's she's accidental. Just... It is accidental. But she's quite a big My part in this episode. My mum's still on board. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, a big part in this episode. Um. Yeah, like when he says, uh, we got to be careful. Her, her ankle's going. She's going, yeah, I'll yeah. show you where my ankle's going. It's going. They, they've got a really good chemistry back yeah. and back and forth between them. Uh, very, very funny between the, the, the dialogue that was written. It's a shame it doesn't last long. No. Yeah. Uh, Gareth and Adiola return to the main office, now under the control of Cybermen, and begin luring other workers into its trap. Meanwhile, Yvonne explains that after his encounter with Queen Victoria and the werewolf in 1879, Old Queen Vic established the Torchwood Institute to defend Britain against alien threats, including the Doctor, which he then realizes means he and Jackie are currently prisoners. Yvonne takes the Doctor and Jackie to the floating sphere, where the Doctor reveals it to be a void ship, a completely theoretical ship used to travel between parallel universes. Yvonne then shows the Doctor where the sphere came from, a breach in time and space where they specifically built Torchwood Tower to reach and surround. Jackie recognizes the tower for what the general public know as Canary Wharf. Canary Wharf. A nice, it's establishing that they're, they've got quite a big presence yes. um, in the center of London. Hidden in plain sight. Uh, pretty much. Uh, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. Obviously, it's, it's weird... In hindsight, knowing where what Torchwood is and where they're based, yeah, that they have this, yeah, but it's a hand wave. They're in <laughs> London, yeah. Um, Yvonne explains that they wish to use the breach as a source of unlimited power, and to dis- uh, and to demonstrate to the Doctor its potential, she insists on continuing with the next ghost ship. However, due to the Doctor's warning, she cancels at the last moment, allowing him the chance to explain the dangers of opening the breach. Meanwhile, Rose leaves the TARDIS with the psychic paper in hand and follows a man in a white coat to the room holding the sphere. She attempts to trick Dr. Singh, but he reveals all Torchwood personnel have had basic psychic training and the paper doesn't work on them. He asks Samuel, the other scientist in a white coat, to check how she got in, and he turns around to reveal it's Mickey. It's Mickey. First off, I want to say that the the way the Doctor manipulates Yvonne is very, very good in the fact that it's it's just, reverse psychology. Yeah, he's like, yeah, okay, go on, he's like, do it, fine, do it, and then just stares and smiles, and it very, very David Tennant Doctor. Like I just he, he's like controls the room even when he's not in control yeah and it was perfect and the little reveal that mickey's here is like oh Ooh. okay what's what's going on here this, this, is, this yeah. is something multiversal of madness and all that good stuff mm. 
The office workers under the control of the Cybermen activate the ghost shift, overriding the system and setting it to full power. The Doctor deactivates them, though, killing them, although he claims they were already dead, and follows an energy reading from the Sonic to the source of their control. At the same time, the sphere begins to activate and open. The Doctor follows the readings to the under construction department to find the Cybermen, while Rose and Mickey wait under the sphere, expecting more Cybermen to come out. The Cybermen bring the Doctor, Jackie, and Yvonne as captives back to the office and set the ghost shift to 100% power. The ghosts appear all over the world, but now formed fully revealed they are also Cybermen. Millions of them. The Doctor asks the leader how they have possession of a void ship, but it reveals that it is not theirs. The void ship opens fully, but what comes out are not Cybermen, but Daleks. Ah, of course, it's a big, big plot twist. I liked the the stuff with the doctors like you mentioned it earlier in the episode but uh a footprint doesn't look like a boot yes and the fact that it, it he's right this is there was some ulterior motive to these ghosts uh, and the panic and terror that everyone is having as soon as they get revealed that they're actually cybermen um what i thought was hilarious though was the shots around the world of the cybermen yeah and it's just them just in iconic locations that they could get on a green screen. Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal, the Eiffel Tower, and they're just, just stood not doing anything. Yeah. Um, whereas in London, they're actually invading people's homes and, and attacking people. And It's weird to think that we've previously seen one of these ghosts playing football. Um, so yeah. that would have been a Cyberman playing football. Playing which football. Which would have been just, interesting to see. Just chilling about, just kicking the ball about. Um, but yeah, the big reveal that the Daleks are here. Mickey Smith seems very confident to date down the Cybermen inside that thing, and then it's, it's not. Yeah, he's he's kind of out of depth. I don't know why they think the Cybermen are gonna go if it's if it was in the void ship because it's up in the air. Are they just gonna fall down? I guess they maybe assumed that they could. It would fly lower. down because they've or they've they've got they can fly. Not yet. I suppose no, they've not got the jet stuff. No. They can fly now. They um, fly now. now. They fly now. Um, no, I guess not. So yeah, maybe they just all just tumble out, <laughs> just fall over. <laughs> just a slow rise, and they're oh. just lying on the floor. Help Pong. me! Help me up! <laughs> oh no! I was yeah. I mean, it's it's pitting the two or two of the biggest doctors and uh, of the enemies of the doctor against each other in the same episode. Have it's we ever cool. seen that before in classic Who? Um, not off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head. Um, but it just a really cool concept to like kick off. How do you top season one's finale with the Dalek Empire? Dalek, yeah. You put the Cybermen Dalek and, and the Dalek Cybermen. against each other. Yeah. Great stuff. And that brings us on to a little bit of Whovia. We've got, I don't know how many points we've got tonight, but it is going to be a banger off an episode. Uh, thank you for joining me once again, Jordy. Thank you. Uh, Army of the Ghosts features the very first time the Tenth Doctor uses the catchphrase "Allons-y," um, and he, he yes. remarks that he he would like to use it when he meets someone called Alonzo. Alonzo. Allons-y, Alonzo. Um, which he might get to do in about. Let's see. It's taken us five months to get through two seasons. Uh, like two and a half months he might get to do that in two and a half months yeah 
Uh, when Rose emerges from the TARDIS after Torchwood moves it, the Egyptian sarcophagus it's parked aside is from a 1975 episode, The Pyramids of Mars Part 1, where it served as a time-space tunnel conduit. Oh. So a little bit of... Uh, is that like Doctor an Ice Who... Warriors episode or something? I'm not actually... I've not seen it. Uh, oh. I, I, I'm going, let's have a watch after this. Um, this uh, is also the very first time that Murray Gold's iconic score uses the Torchwood theme. Um, oh. Just in here, it's incidental music. It's not actually planned to be anything. It's just the score for the episode. Right. They liked it so much, they kept it around for Torchwood. Russell T. Davis had originally intended for Torchwood to actually be based in Cardiff on the Time Rift, which the whole thing was going to be based on that Time Rift that they set up in the previous season. Um, However, because of the episode's plot structure and it needing to be in London for them to go back to Jackie and all that sort of stuff, um, they based Torchwood in Canary Wharf. Uh, But then Torchwood went to series, and where was it based? Cardiff. Cardiff, because it was cheaper. Cardiff. Um, although this is one off part one of the final two episodes of this series, it wasn't the last two filmed because of the production blocking to ensure that all this, the cast, particularly Noel Clark and Sean Dingwell, who plays Mickey Smith and Pete Tyler, were available for filming. This was filmed back to back with Rise of Cybermen and Age of Steel. So they had all the Cybermen costumes and they just continued on. Mm. So it, for quite a dramatic and sad episode, this was filmed fairly early into the the cycle uh you mentioned graham harper's um harper effect do you want to give a little bit of detail on that do you know what it is it's uh when a character is um i want to say the words obs obfuscated or whatever the word is uh when they when they are seen distorted distorted yeah when they're seen through a a a distorted glass lens or lens glass or glass. something like yeah yeah um, um so he d- it's most notably where does it happen in this episode uh when he's when they're going through the inventory and he's just looking through things and he looks through like it's like a magnifying glass or something yeah and it's he's done it quite a few times as i mentioned at the start of the show uh unicorn the wasp utopia uh journey's end and turn left are all ones that uh they use a similar effect um, going back to being in Canary Wharf though, uh, Jackie looks out of the, the skyscraper and it's a shot of London but they never shot that for this episode, do you know what it was originally featured in that, that footage it's a weird choice it was it a Doctor Who episode? it wasn't, no Oh, it's another BBC show Primeval? no that's was ITV that at the time? Oh, uh... it's a reality show Oh, was it Apprentice? It's The Apprentice. So they, they lifted quite a lot of footage from The Apprentice to use as the, essentially the green screen for the looking out the window stuff. Right. Um, so it's just all the stuff from The Apprentice. Uh, you can tell in the, when they jump over in the next episode and they do the shot with the Zeppelins in it, it's the exact same footage. Just they've drawn Zeppelins over it. Yeah. Yvonne Hartman was actually originally intended to be a much older actress but supposedly there was no performers in the age range that were free to appear on the show so they got cast the much younger Tracy Ann Oberman for the part yeah. um, this was also coincidentally 
there's a show within a show scene of EastEnders in this episode where the character of Peggy Mitchell is seen throwing the ghost of Den Watts out of the pub. It's quite a funny scene. Yeah, played played quite well. Um, in the series EastEnders, the character of Dirty Den Watts was married to Chrissy Watts, who was played by Tracy Ann Oberman, uh. who is obviously featured quite a lot in this episode. We mentioned Graham Harper, uh, both he's you know directing this episode he had previously acted and directed in the original the original series of doctor who um which i think we touched on uh when we watched age of steel um in a clip parrying eastenders which i've already mentioned the ghost being shouted at actually stands in front of two bronze objects on the mantle um about ear height as the ghost keeps shifting from left and right and it keeps moving it creates the Cyberman oh. antenna sort of over the top of the head, the tubes, um, which was intended to be a very subtle clue as to the ghost's true nature. Obviously, it gets revealed fairly soon after who they are and how it, who they're implied to be. But in that very early scene, you can kind of tell that that's who it's meant to be. Uh, Russell T. Davis had originally stated that he would have rewritten the episode so that Ariola would survive if he'd known he would cast her as the next companion. I uh, thought she would was a fantastic choice, and it just so happens uh, that they wrote it to be her cousin. So that's Martha's cousin. Um, the scene in which the Doctor asks the Cyber Leader about the Void Ship echoes the episode Parting of the Ways when the Doctor asks the Dalek Emperor how he'd come up with the word Bad Wolf, which also has the Dalek Emperor replying that it had nothing to do with him, much oh. how the Cyber Leader says in this episode, which is nice. You've got that parallels from last season and that brings us on to the final Huvia point <sighs> of today Jordy what was the working title of this episode the working title of this episode was Cyberman v Dalek Dawn of Justice he's got it in one yeah it was uh, but it's actually Cyberman v Dalek Dawn of Justice Snyder Cut Extended Ultimate Edition. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the working title for this episode was actually much more simple. I'll give you one more shot if you can get it. Torchwood. Close. Think. Think the second Christopher Bale Batman movie. The g- Dark. No, no, you. Torchwood. No, sorry. No, the third Christian the third. Bale. Batman it's like movie. Torchwood Rises. It's Torchwood Rises. Yeah. Ah. So Torchwood Rises was the working title for this episode. Um, actually, I think it was a decent decent title, but I think Army of Ghosts is a better one, a bit, a bit yes. more intriguing. But I think that brings us nicely on. Is that also, just, just while we're in the Whovia section, is this the first episode with the 3D glasses? It is, yeah. Right. He pulls them out for some reason and starts wearing them, and it's because he can see something which gets revealed in the next episode. Yes, it's very clever. It is clever indeed. Uh, but I think I think it's time we we. I maybe... think we're going to move on to our brand new, as of last week, segment of the show, the Satan Pit. This is the segment of the show where we cast a concept of the show or just in general uh, into the Satan Pit from the Impossible Planet and the satan pit from crop tour and uh you the listener can also get in on it if you tweet us at doctor who pod 
with the hashtag the Satan Pit. You can indeed. I am really struggling to think what to chuck in there today because I am very sleep deprived. Okay. But I I'll let you lead first. Okay. What are you gonna put in Satan's Pit? Mine um is the uh uh the packaging. I'm going to send down to the Satan Pit the packaging of ham and other sandwich fillings uh because you know there's only one corner you can open them from and sometimes you open it and it it rips and it just goes uh along the sides and the, the it's still sort of molded to the thing and it doesn't actually open so you just have to dig your finger in anyway or get a knife or something well, I'm well. I'm sticking with Doctor Who for mine. Actually, I, okay. I, I spoke to. I, <laughs> I had good choice to go into Satan's pit. Um, I think that's a very valid, valid choice. It's the same with bacon. It's really annoying to you can't open the. Yeah, just any pack. Yeah, any meat. Mark and me were speaking about this last week at training, and it's shocking that it took until 2010 for Doctor Who to go HD. Right. So it's all just standard definition up until this point, or, or yeah. up until 2010, until we get Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them remaster the old Doctor Who's. Like, I say old Doctor Who, the season one to five. Yeah. Give us a remastered HD 4K version of it. They can do it. Just, you know, upscale it upscale. and remaster it. That's So the fact that they've not done that, that's what I'm chucking in the Satan's pit. The fact that they haven't upscaled the show okay so you wish to send in standard format standard definition episodes of the doctor who no just the concept of standard definition yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) sd down into the sp obviously it's 2006 they didn't have hd they maybe had 720 hd ready right maybe Maybe. I'm sure they would have had 720 back then. Must have. But it wasn't wide. Not everyone had it. Possibly. So I'm going to... I'm gonna. The concept of standard definition is going in the Saints pit. All right. The fact that they haven't remastered it down yeah. into the Saints pit. That's, that's fair. Uh, what do you want to send down? You can tweet us again at Doctor Who Pod. Use the hashtag the Satan pit. Fraser. What did you think of Army of Ghosts? I really liked this episode. I thought it was a good part one to a good finale. Um, I think the music really shines in this episode and the next one, particularly in the next one, but this one sets a good foundation for it. Murray Gold's score is incredible. Um, The concept of the story, the ghosts, intriguing, gets you straight in there. The, The episode doesn't really hold back. I like the little stealth stuff that Rose was doing. All the pieces of the puzzles are coming together. The Torchwood arc that's been going on throughout the season. This is it. This is what it's been building to. Um, it's been a lot very subtle compared to some of the arcs we'll get in the future. Mm-hmm. As it's sort of just been in the background. But I like it. I think it did a good a good job. We're still intrigued as to, you know, what does Rose mean by this is the day she died? Yeah. Like, it's, it's something's getting dark. It's quite a light episode considering the implication of what's going to happen mm-hmm. um but i really i really enjoyed it i thought the characters all had good mo- motivations it was very doctor who it was all just it did feel very small scale because they're just in one room 
particular or well, very one area particularly yeah um but i really liked it i i think it was quite a strong episode um i'm i'm giving it a a 6.5 maybe a 7 i think I'll, i'm somewhere in there right you? Uh, yeah i i completely agree i think this was a great episode a great part one i'm i'm i don't know if it was a better part one than uh impossible planet i think it was i think i prefer it um i think it does a great job of setting up a lot of things that uh we see come to fruition in part two um it is setting up it's great at setting up the atmosphere and the tension um and it's 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 building it's using lots of doctor who lore and it's it's using lots of uh, concepts from doctor who from the past and i think it's just great and i love the writing in it and i love the direction and the pacing mm-hmm. um and it it just i think it's just great i think it just it's really one of david tennant's shining episodes uh as yes and then as as like one side of the doctor and then the next part shows the other side of the doctor really well yeah um, it's a very strong two-parter to show the dynamic of yeah. him and i think also the the fact that rose feels the rose and him his uh, their relationship feels the most yeah together and like this is them at their best yeah and it's it's really hard to sort of describe or, or review this episode uh, without talking about the next part um so i will just i will just leave it there and say that i'm giving this episode a 7.5 wow i think i think next part for me is definitely stronger mm. uh, so i'm, I'm going to settle this on a seven um i think hearing your your thoughts on it as well settles it at seven for me um yeah. but it's it's going to be next episode that i think is going to be the one that that steals the the good points yes but that is season two episode 12 army of ghosts what did you think of it you can tell us at real georgie steel or at the Fraser Porter. Or at Doctor Who Pod. You could also follow us on Instagram. You could also review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or I think we're on Podcast Republic. I mean, whatever you're listening on, just give us a good rating. Yeah. Like, give, give us, us a, if, if you, rate us give us a review stars. and like be like, listen to this. Yeah. Subscribe, like whatever the, the things are. But share us with your friends. That really helps. Um, and let's just get... Let's just gather a nice wee audience, a nice wee family for who do who think who are. Um, and yes, very excited for the next episode. Uh, can't wait to get into it. Um, so I hope you have a fantastic week leading up to Friday. But remember, stay, stay hooked. hooked.